Hello, welcome back everybody for another episode of Solo Mominant. This is Bree and this episode is going to be about dun 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 child support. Yes, I've been talking about it for the last two episodes and now it is Thursday. I am ready to go for yeah, this episode. So just sit back, relax, get a pen and paper because I really want this to be informational, but I also want this to be a um, very well-rounded episode. I want people to understand that there is multiple, multiple facets to child support. So again, sit back, relax, and listen to the soothing sounds of my voice. I swear, I feel like that's going to be the new intro now. Sit back, relax, and listen to the soothing sounds of my voice. But again, welcome back to Solo Mominate. All right, everybody. Again, this is Bree, and welcome back to Solo Mom and It, where we talk about single, as in dating status, solo, and co-parenting issues. This episode, again, is dedicated to child support, what it is, what it is not, and I am here to kind of dispel some rumors and hopefully give some insight on to how child support is um, the real life of child support from a mom who has filed and what it is versus what it is not, like I said. So, yeah, I'm just going to get back right into it because there's so much I want to cover today and it really is just going to scratch the, scratch the surface of what child support is. But, um, yeah, so first things first, I wrote a lot of notes, but this is the most critical part of this. And I will say it in the beginning. I will probably say it again in the middle. And I will definitely say it again at the end. This episode is not to provide any advice about filing or not filing for child support. This episode is not meant to provide any type of legal advice or counseling in regards to the child support system. As I am no way an expert legal representative or a child support specialist, I am only giving you what I have learned from my own experience and the knowledge that I I've gained from my own situation. So again, one, this episode is not to provide any advice. Two, this episode is not um, any type of legal education or counseling. And number three, I am not an expert. So take this all with a grain of salt. But I do want, um, there are some factual things that I'm going to talk about. So I do want people to bring up uh, pen and paper. If you are someone who is in the child support system, if you're someone who is contemplating um, getting into the child support system, whether you're a man or a woman, a lot of times people think that only men pay child support but there are a lot of women that i know of who pay child support um there's actually a woman that i follow on youtube who talks about how she pays child support to her ex just because she makes the most money and she is the non-custodial parent so i'm going to talk about all those things so yeah let's get right into it first and foremost what is child support because a lot of times people like to say they hear the word child support and then they immediately go into the defensive. They get into their fight mode. They're ready to like, oh, yeah, a woman uses child support for X, Y, and Z. I'm not even going to go there yet because I'm going to touch on that. Child support 
the definition that I found online includes the financial support of children in addition, but not limited to other forms of support, such as emotional support, intellectual support, physical care, or spiritual support. Child support may be ordered to pay to be paid by one parent to another parent who is the non-custodial parent, um, whereas the other parent will be the custodial parent. And I'm hopefully that makes sense. So child support can include financial support, but is not limited to financial support. It is emotional support, intellectual support, physical care, and spiritual support that one or both parents have to contribute to a child. That's what child support is. <laughs> Literally. Now, when it comes to the financial aspect of child support, one parent may be ordered. Ordered is the key word. Requested, ordered, obligated by a court judicial system to be paid from one parent to another parent. When that one parent is the non-custodial parent, that does not mean Clear up this definition of non-custodial. Non-custodial does not mean you have no custody. Non-custodial means that you are not the primary caregiver of that child. You become secondary. That's what non-custodial means. We are going to touch on the various forms of types of child support as we go on. But I just wanted to clear up what the actual definition of child support is. Let me get my chair together. As I kind of try to scoot up, y'all know I still not have moved my recording space from my living room. So you are going to hear cars go by as usual. It's a beautiful day outside. So I just want to point that out. So I have my door open. So if you hear sounds, hey, this is real life. This is what you're going to deal with. <laughs> Second, child support is to be paid to the primary custodial parent for the benefit of raising the child as if they were living in a two parent household. Let me say that again. Child support is to be paid to the custodial parent for the benefit of raising their child as if they were living in a two-parent household. What that means is <laughs> child support paid by a non-custodial parent or not the primary caregiver can be paid to the custodial parents for the benefits for the mere benefit of as if they were living in a two-parent household. That means that that child should not lack just because daddy lives on the other side of town or daddy lives on the other side of the country or daddy lives in another state. What that means is if I were a two-parent household, this is how my child will live if we had stayed together. Now, that we will break that down later. But understand that that was the premise of child support so that they, the children could benefit as if they were living in a two parent household, as if they were living in. Just understand that. So I'll move on. Child support is meant to cover things such as living expenses, child care, clothing, transportation costs, education, health care, etc., Incidentals, child care or child support, I'm sorry, should cover things like living expenses, 
That does not mean that now your child is your roommate and you split bills 50-50. No, that means that now my living costs have gone have gone up because I had to get a two-bedroom apartment versus a one-bedroom. That means that now I am paying for child care because previously without a child, I didn't have to pay for it. Whether it's if you're finding a family member or friends or whatever, I will touch on that later. So just be patient. But I want to take this kind of slowly to cover what child support is and then talk about what it is not and talk about the differences. So, again, child support is meant to cover things like living, child care, clothing, because now, no, I can't buy clothes for myself all the time because children need new wardrobes every three to six months. My son, since he's been born, I have been buying him a new wardrobe every three to four months, every three to four months. It has not stopped. His feet keep growing. His his little tummy his little tummy keeps popping out. His arms are getting longer. His legs are getting longer. I, I cannot keep this boy in clothes that seem to fit. So this is what child support is meant to cover things like that. Like yes, I am obligated to pay for it, but understand that I am not the only person who should be obligated to pay for it. So this is what these are things that child support should cover. Finally, child support is attended to solely provide means to the children. Child support is intended to solely provide means to the children. What does that mean? It is intended to improve the quality of life for your child. That does not mean Gucci shoes and Prada bags for your child. (laughs) That means that your child should have good, clean clothes, good, clean food and water, good, clean housing, good, clean, good, not clean education, but good education, you know, a quality life like this child support is meant to is solely meant to provide a quality life for your child. And if you are not doing that with your child support, you are doing your child a disservice. Not to mention it makes you look bad as a parent. And this is coming from a woman. And I've seen women take advantage of it. I've also seen men take advantage of it. Not men actually receiving it, but men failing to give child support because they're like, I don't want her to win. Like, you don't want her to win, but you realize when she wins, if she's a good woman, that means your child wins. But I'm going to just leave that right there because y'all not ready for that. I'm not even going to get into that. So anyways, child support is meant to provide means to your children. Now, what child support is not? Hmm. It is not a lot of things, but I'm going to cover four things that it is not. Child support number one is not a biweekly check for the custodial parent to get their hair done, to pay for a car that they could not afford otherwise, to buy new clothes, to go out to dinner, to go on trips. That is child support is not. Now, excuse me, this is going to be explained more in just a moment, but Hear me when I say child support is not a bi-weekly check for the custodial parent. I did not say for women. It is not a bi-weekly check for custodial parents to have a better life that they could not afford otherwise. So let's leave that one there. Number two, it is not a punishment to the non-custodial parent. 
Child support is not meant to punish somebody for taking care of their children. It's not meant to punish you by saying, I'm going to take X amount of dollars out of your check every two weeks so that um, this goes to this other person. No, that it's not a punishment to you. Understand that any money that comes from you to your child is meant solely for that it is meant for you to improve the life of your child in whatever capacity that may mean so and then and a lot of people will want to say like oh well if i get my hair done like who does that hurt well if you get your hair done but your son hasn't had a haircut in a month or two months it hurts him if you get your hair done but your daughter is still wearing underwear that's too small it hurts her Please believe, like my son lacks for nothing, nothing. But I, I will go six months without getting my hair done. But thankfully, I do my own hair. <laughs> so if you ever see my pictures on Instagram or Facebook sometimes, and I have a different hairstyle every two, three, four weeks, I do my own hair and I do not receive regular child support. We will talk about that later. But I don't benefit from that. My son, any, my son lacks for nothing. He always is well put together. He's always happy, healthy. This boy is not missing no meals, nothing. He has, my friend said, if you go into his bedroom, the, when Toys R Us closed, it closed because it ended up in my house. That boy has more toys than he knows what to do with. Please <laughs> believe he is not lacking for anything. But again, number two was um, child support is not a punishment for the non-custodial parent. Number three, child support is not a gap plan to help custodial parents pay for rent or help them live a lifestyle that is above their means. Now, that kind of ties into it's not a biweekly paycheck, but a little bit different because some people look at it as a biweekly paycheck because I'm not going to work or I'm not going to work a better job. I'm going to work just enough because I know I'm getting child support and that's going to cover all my other stuff. No, 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 no. A gap plan, <laughs> not gap band, <laughs> a gap plan is like insurance. I've worked in health insurance for a few years now. So gap coverage means that I have coverage that covers me but so much. And then the gap plan pays for everything else, right? Child support is not a gap plan for you to get everything else you want in your life. Child support is merely <laughs> you taking care of your child outside of what you already make you should be able to maintain a sustainable life for you and your child child support is in addition to in addition to the things that i'm able to do now i have an additional amount that i am able to do something else with we will explain what that looks like later Finally, child support is to help you support your child in addition to whatever, what else else I just said, covered it. Child support is to help you support your child in addition to whatever you're able to already do. So it, three and four kind of blended together because I just talked about that. But yeah, if I'm able to maintain my life by paying rent for a house that's a thousand dollars a month and it's a big enough house for me and my child i'm able to pay the bills and utilities in the house fantastic i'm able to do that if i get child support or not that is what people fail to realize child support is in addition to whatever you're able to do for your child this is as if you were living in a two-parent household now what that looks like 
is what it looks like. But understand that child being in the child support system is not an ideal situation to begin with. But again, there's a responsibility that you have as the primary parent to your child already. If that secondary parent can do it or can't do it, you still got to pick up the slack. And I'll explain that in a moment. Well, no, I'll explain it now. So basically, let's say you guys did live in a two-parent household. The relationship did not dissolve and your husband's laid off. Guess what? You got to cover you got to cover the bills. It's going to be uncomfortable for a few months. It might be a little tight here and there, but you got to figure it out. And thankfully, he live in a two-parent household, so he's going to keep the kids. So, you know what? They ain't going to daycare right now cuz daddy ain't working. <laughs> But the reality of the situation is that's what it's supposed to look like. It's supposed to look like you're able to do this by yourself. But then when daddy starts working again, hey, guess what? Daddy got to kick in. This is the in addition to that's that extra that I was talking about. So, yeah, let's go ahead and move on. Um, Because this one is this topic. Let me say this really quick. This topic is very important to me because I get so... I get so annoyed is the correct word when I see men talk about women taking advantage of the system. When I hear men talking about like, oh, my baby mother did this and my baby mother did that. Uh, You a baby mama. Like it's so degrading. It's so degrading. And I'll I'll do an episode on why I don't use baby mama and baby daddy terms because it's such a derogative term. message that we send to one another no matter if my son's father never comes back around guess what he will forever be my son's father he will there's never going to be be a day in the history of my son's existence where he won't be his father now somebody else can come in and be a daddy somebody else can come in and be that parent but it's not going to take away the genetic right but I still show him that level of respect Because just because the relationship dissolved and just because he made a decision doesn't take away his humanity and the fact that he's a person. I've had my time to grieve. I've had my time to heal from that. And that is where child support starts. You need to get over the fact the relationship did not work out and not try to punish someone in in addition. Like, yeah, you didn't want to stay with me. So now I'm going to take you for everything you got. No, (laughs) no. No, that's not what this is. It's we have a child together. Now we're in the business of raising children. We're in the business of raising children and businesses cost money. As much as I love doing my podcast, this stuff costs money. This the electricity that I use to um, run my computer and run my equipment, the time and effort that I could be using towards something else. This costs money. This stuff costs money. So this is a business that I'm trying to build for myself. So in raising my son, him and my son's father and I, we have an obligation to that person. We need to be in the business of making sure that this child is the most successful child we could possibly raise. It's a business venture. It ain't got nothing to do with relationship between him and I. We need to have enough of a business relationship to be cordial to one another. Enough of a business relationship to make sure that we are equally contributing to the success of our business venture, our child. And that's how people need to start looking at stuff. Treat treat your partner or your ex-partner like a business partner. I guarantee you it'll make the relationship so much better. But... We'll get on that in another day. So anyways, three 
three things that I want to cover today in regards to child support because these are there's so many different facets like I said of child support but these are three things that a lot of people um the way that we look at child support and that we don't necessarily really fully understand so the first concept of child support is the co-parenting agreement that's the first one I'm going to cover today because that's where I want to start so co-parenting agreement is the most ideal situation that you want to go into that means we've divorced we've separated we were boyfriend and girlfriend and we've just broken up um maybe we were never together and you know this man just wants to do the right thing by this child and you know make sure this woman is covered like that's a co-parenting agreement they both go both two parties agree upon a set amount to be paid monthly and this is validated and endorsed by the court so you can still get a co-parenting agreement and child support in a, a legal fashion because basically what that does is it covers both parties it says like we both agree to this this is okay for me as a custodial parent the primary parent this is okay for me as a non-custodial parent we do what we got to do to make sure that this child is raised successfully like that's what the co-parenting agreement is it is the most ideal situation because it's the it's the one situation where both parties have the most control they can negotiate they can mediate they come together and you know what a lot of times in the co-parenting co-parenting agreement that's where you see the most success fathers are giving more money mothers are giving more visitation um they, they don't have to argue about anything they don't have to fight about anything because they've both agreed and it honestly works out better for the kids because the kids are like, you know what? Maybe I do get 50 50 shared, par shared parenting time with both of my parents. It's not ideal because I don't live with my dad all the time, but it's not ideal because I don't live with my mom all the time. But they equally contribute to my success. I've seen so many and firsthand have seen so many successful children raised in a co-parenting, um, like a co-parenting agreement situation than anything else. Because both parties have come together and said, we need to do what is best for the success of our child. And these children, they grow up and they, these parents remain cordial. They respect, remain respectful. They understand the relationship didn't work out, but we still got to do what we got to do to take care of our kid. And how do we do that in the most successful way possible? Boom. Now it's because again, when I say you get the most control, you don't, you say, I do not want to be subject to the child support like breakdown process which i will go over um next if you are not subject to the child support breakdown that means that the mom can come in and say listen i just want 500 dollars a month and or 250 every pay period from you and whatever else you can kick in fantastic whenever you can get her get his, your son great that's what I want that will help me be successful that will help you be successful and you know what a lot of times if that mother calls and says you know what I'm short this month on this or I'm short this month on paying for fees for school usually in these situations the father or the non-custodial parent be it a mother or a father they're usually the ones like all right I got you that's cool I got it that is the ideal situation like mind blown right because two people have come together in the understanding that we're in the business of raising a child. Now, the least fun is the mandatory enforcement. 
This is <laughs> the one that I am most familiar with. And it is the one that is most, I, I feel that has been most damaging historically to families and to um, building that relationship between two parties. But hey, it is what it is. Mandatory enforcement. Um, give you a short story, but it is a true story. So don't judge me about my shift. <laughs> um, so my son's father and I did not talk 90% of my pregnancy. Um, not by choice of my own. I've reached out to him month after month after month, um, constantly was, adamant about us talking can you please just talk to me can you tell me what I did can you tell me what's wrong and I'm not trying to make myself sound like a victim but really I was in a very um fragile space at that time obviously I'm pregnant my my hormones are raging but I can't understand why somebody would just try to disappear try keyword is try I knew where he was, but I'm pregnant. I'm not about to run up on a grown man. Like I have a little bit more sense than that. Um, I did try my whole pregnancy to write him, call him, text him, whatever, whatever. Fast forward, um, confronting his family and asking them, Hey, can you please just talk to him? I do not want to file for child support, but if he refuses to speak to me, I have to do what I have to do because I have to protect my child. This is mandatory enforcement is where I've seen a lot of women actually get physically hurt. Um, like I've seen a lot of cases when I was pregnant in 2015, that's when I seen like a rise in fathers killing the mother of their children as well as killing their children over mandatory enforcement. And this is not a lie. Like this is, I don't want this to be super heavy, but this is a real, real thing. Like there was a woman and I can't remember her name and you know, God bless the dead and but she had mandatory enforcement for her daughter's father. She was a, I want to say she was a school teacher. She was walking out of her house with her daughter. Her ex shows up and he said, take me off of child support, pulls out a gun, shoots her, shoots the baby. They both die in the parking lot. Heavy, but true story. I heard that when I was pregnant. Do you know how terrified I was of my son's father running up on me, killing me and my son that, and people were like, Oh, you're crazy. That man killed that woman over $600 a month, $150 a week, a pair of Jordans, a couple pair of Jordans. Yeah. You buy a couple pair of Jordans four times a month, but think about those couple pair of Jordans actually going to the benefit of your child, helping her live in a nice neighborhood, helping her go to a good school, making sure she had good food and clothes. And yeah, look at it that way versus you taking $600 out of my pocket every month that I could be using on something else. It wasn't for you. And it wasn't for your daughter's mother. It was for your child. But Mandatory enforcement is where a lot of women have gotten physically hurt or 
just a lot of threats or take me off of child support and then I'll take care of my child. But a lot of times you weren't doing it in the first place. Like a lot of times this is where mandatory enforcement comes into play where men are not taking care of their, and I won't say just men, men and women, because there are a lot of women who don't take care of their kids who have walked away. I've seen numerous stories. Like I just, and another thing, I just watched another, um, docuseries where it was talking about women who leave their children um, or who have left their children and just went on to live a selfish life like man that's what mandatory enforcement is for because you decided that i don't want to be responsible and negotiate with somebody you're gonna make me you're gonna have to make me take care of my kid you're gonna have to make me take care of my responsibility that's what mandatory enforcement is where one party typically the non-custodial parent refuses to pay due to disputing um, the validity of the child being theirs or not, or due to reasons that may or may not be financial in nature. And a lot of times people say mandatory enforcement um, is for men who can't pay or women who can't pay. Yeah, so... A lot of people think that mandatory enforcement is for someone who's unable to pay, and that's not the case. Mandatory enforcement is for, as I indicated, it's for people who want, who, and honestly, it is, it's a decision. It's when you are not willing to negotiate, somebody else has to come in and almost force you to do what's right. And that, and that's truly, truly unfortunate, truly unfortunate. Because, like I said, at the end of the day, nobody should force you to be a parent. But at the same time, I have learned from experience that you cannot make somebody do the right things. You cannot make somebody be a good parent. You can't make somebody be a good person. You know, either they're going to do it or they're not going to do it. But mandatory enforcement is for people who are not willing to do it on their own. So, therefore... They want to dispute, they want to fight one or both parties want to fight. And that's where mandatory enforcement comes in. And it is the most unfortunate one. Um, I've been in a courtroom where I literally have been begging for help. You know, I didn't, I was like, yeah, I can, I can be that independent woman. I can take care of my child. And then the bills start pouring in and I was like, Ooh, yeah, no, I lied. mm -mm, You know what? Did that say (laughs) $1,200? Ooh, Ooh, you see the way that my checking account is set up is, isn't, uh, -uh, I can't do them type of withdrawals on the same day. Can we break this up? So it was difficult for me. And that's the honest to God truth. It became difficult. And so I needed that help. I needed somebody to assist me and I wasn't getting anything. So I'm in the courts and I remember bringing, always bringing documentation, always bringing evidence. And they're like, you know, show, show us why you need child support. (laughs) Now I'm proving that I need help raising a child that was conceived with another person and this other person is, you know, they get to tell their story. You get to tell your narrative. And, um, honestly I was and and you know what? I tell my truth because it it can be backed up. Like I have receipts. I was going to court and I was talking, this is back when I was still, you know, having conversations with my son's father. And, um, I was saying, Hey, whatever is the easiest for you, 
(laughs) Whatever's easy is for you. I want to do because it's not about money. It's about you having a relationship with your child. However, you have severed the relationship between you and I so much that I don't trust that you would do what's in the best interest for your son and I. So I do, I I do feel more comfortable having a third party in here to help us sort this out. That was my right. That was totally my right within everything that happened. Um, But all of that aside, going into court, I, you got, it's very intrusive. You know, you have attorneys, you have, um, a representative who quote unquote represents you the best interest of your child, right? We're the state and we represent the best interest of your child. The state does not give a shit if your child eats, is sleeping well. It, it all sounds good on paper, but the reality of the situation is when you have people who look at your situation and they're like, eh, you make more money than me or eh, you're, you're complaining about not getting child support and I'm raising a family on $6,000 less than what you make. That's not, first of all, that's none of my business. That's between you and yours. But I'm here trying to make sure that my son lives a good life, right? And this is for real. So I felt um, it was a very disparaging experience for me because I had people judging me. And then on top of that, to make matters, to add insult to injury, my son's father had gotten married after the time that I we were filing for child support. And again, now, mind you, I was negotiating with him. I'm making backroom deals like, listen, I'll, you know, I'll knock the this off. I will take away, um, I'll, I'll take away as much as possible from this expense. I'll lower this. And, you know, I'm making all these negotiations, whatever I can do to get his child support as low as possible. And mind you, none of this time he had, he had never met our son. My son's like three, four months old at this point, never seen him, never. He sent me one. He sent me three outfits for our son, three total. My son's three years old. That's it. And so all this time in the beginning, I'm making these negotiations. I'm making these deals with someone through child support, mind you. And we get to court. Now, this by the end of our court journey, all types of slander, all types of (laughs) lies being told. And the judge takes one look at my son's father's income He takes a look at his history. He looks at this documentation and he looks like a fantastic dude. Like on paper, I'd love him. (laughs) Everybody, he's America's hero. And in real life, it was a nightmare for me. And that was, it was very, very challenging, very challenging. And the judge looked at me and he said, you need to remember, Brie, child support isn't for you. Is for your child. And I just remember this is burned into my mind for the rest of my life. The first time I heard that, and it was so painful because I wasn't, and I, I started to cry. <laughs> and I told the judge and I was like, you know, it, it would be different if you were talking to somebody who was receiving some type of financial assistant from assistance from the state. It would be different if you were talking to someone who was receiving some type of aid or if I was receiving any child support. But here I stand before you, my son's six months old, and I have not gotten anything from this man. Three outfits and my son's six months old. 
He can't even fit them anymore. And you're talking to me and I've come to every single hearing and the person who's not even here today has lied to this court, lied to me, has sent false paperwork, has been caught numerous times. And yet you insult me by telling me I need to remember that child support is for my child. I'm not getting anything. I'm not getting anything. And even that, because I was requesting child support to start from my son's date of birth versus starting when my son was four months old, (laughs) because that's what they wanted to do. They wanted to postpone it until he was like four or five months old. And I was like, no, I want the child support that I would have been due from his birth, going back to his birth. And that's when the judge said those things to me and was very judgmental, ironically. And it was to insult me to say that somehow I was benefiting from something that I wasn't getting. And this was a mandatory enforcement hearing. And I'm like, we are only here because one party does not agree. One party. And it's not me. I've been negotiating. I've been working with you all. I've been forthright and honest. I've been at every single hearing. And that's what it looks like. That's what it looks like on the other side. While men want to walk around and act like women are so manipulative. And and I will say this, a lot of black men want to perpetuate the stereotype that black women are manipulating this system. And I assure you that there are equally the same amount of black men who are financially well off and white men who are financially well off and Asian men and Mexican and Latino men, I won't say Mexican, Latino men who are um, well off, who equally manipulate the system so that they don't lose their money or they don't have to um, go out and take care of their children. The reality of the situation is This system is rigged. It's rigged for both sides. It's rigged for good men. It's rigged for good women. It's rigged. And our children are the ones who lose or who ultimately are the ones who um, lose out if they're not well taken care of, well taken care of. So that's just the difference. But let me get off of that. So like I said, a lot of times people like to say that Um, it's because people don't have the money. A lot of times people do have the money and we will get into that. As I stated, I'm going to break it down. So um, the last one is the financial hardship enforcement. And a lot of times you see this in regards to men who um, live at or below the poverty level. So this is for parents um, who want to pay or who want to contribute, but they lack the means, the financial means, um, because they are living at or below the poverty level and they want to take care of their children, but they're not. A lot of these people fall into these categories where they're trying to work a job or two jobs to take care of their children. And yet they are consistently berated, you know, uh, berated with, um, requests and they're demanded like, you need to pay us this amount of money. And if you don't pay us, you're going to go to jail. And these people are terrified and they're killing themselves to take care of their kids. They're working two jobs and you see it. You see these, these beautiful stories of fathers on Instagram who work two jobs to buy their daughter a prom dress or mothers who work two and three jobs to make sure their kids have clothes and shoes and live in a good house. And these are real life stories. And these are the people who are financial enforcement 
uh, hardship enforcement because maybe they don't end up being the primary parent um, because, you know, hey, I'm, I'm struggling. I want the child to live with you or I need the child to live with my grandparents or whatever. And these are, you know, they go, people go to court and they file for child support and now they're struggling to keep their head above water, but they got to pay child support for their kids. So that's the three types. So you have the co-parenting agreement. Well, like I said, is the most ideal situation you want to see yourself go into. And the mandatory enforcement is something that is the, in my opinion, the most difficult, the most disruptive, the most um, just scary for me and a lot of women. Um, And a lot of times, a lot of men are terrified of mandatory enforcement because they don't know what the outcome is going to be for them. So, yeah, it's just hard. It's hard on both sides. So let me break down what how child support looks in regards to if you are a parent paying child support as a non-custodial parent. Um, so what happens, and I'm going to come from Ohio because that's where I am right now, how their Department of Job and Family Services break down child support. And a lot of states are similar to this. They kind of follow the similar, a similar formula, but Basically, this is what happens. They take the father's annual income. They take the mother's annual income. They take the adjusted gross income on both sides. And then they com- they combine them for a combined adjusted gross income. Okay. If the father happens to make more than the mother, then they determine what is the percentage of what you're responsible to contribute for your child. Now, in my case, I just threw some estimates together to kind of give you an idea. If the mother makes $60,000 and the father makes $80,000, the father is responsible for 55% of going towards the contributions to the family. So what that means is not 55% of his income. That means 55% is he's responsible for 45% is what the mother's responsible for. That's the financial makeup. Mom needs to cover 45% of the child's welfare. Dad needs to cover 45%. So then they take into consideration things such as your health care costs. Your, if you are a mother, will come from the mother's perspective. If you are a mother and you pay for housing because you're the custodial parent. So they're taking into consideration health care, housing, child care. Um, what was the other one? <laughs> I just forgot that fast. Uh, details. Oh, they want to, you got to forgive me because I am looking at a a website (laughs) at the same time. So what do they say? Housing, food, or no, housing, healthcare, childcare, and, uh, other ex- additional expenses as it says like mandatory um, mandatory r- expenses such as uniforms. Um, if your child goes to a private school or if you live in a certain community, if you have to pay certain fees, whatever the case may be, they're looking at mandatory expenses. So you take those things into consideration, right? And then it comes up with a result. Now, again, this is the time if you don't have a pen and paper, go get one. Here's you got. I'm gonna give you a second. <laughs> Pause it. Come back. Do what you need to do. Okay. So father has eighty thousand dollar annual adjusted annual income. Mother has sixty thousand dollar adjusted annual income. 
So the estimated annual child support obligation to the father who is the non-custodial parent is about a thousand dollars a month. Oh, rough, (laughs) rough. What that means is $250 per week should be paid to the mother so that she can continue to aid in the raising of your child, whatever those costs are for school, housing, transportation, mandatory fees, and health care that goes to that. In addition to a lot of times, if you are the primary parent, you're responsible for covering health care unless there's an agreement on that um, health care. Um, <clears throat> healthcare costs can be in addition to. So always remember that. But even $250 a week, let's look at what that looks like because a lot of guys are like, oh, that's too much. That's too much. But that's somebody making 80 grand a year. Do you know what that means? If you make $80,000 a year, you're roughly bringing home a $2,000 check every two weeks, right? So that's $500 out of that $2,000. This is after tax. Hear me. And this is you. Uh, you probably bring home more than that, depending on like whatever your tax bracket is or whatever, where you live. But roughly about two grand a week. I mean, I'm sorry, $2,000 every two weeks. So $2,000 every two weeks, $500 out of that. You now have $1,500. I'm going to let this truck go by. It's fire truck. I didn't even hear the fire truck go up the street. I don't, I swear you see the craziest things during the day sometimes in your house. I I just love people watching. That's just my thing. So now uh, again, I was saying $2,000 every two weeks, $500 comes out of that and goes towards your child's living expenses or their, their support, right? $500. That's it. You got $1,500 to live with. You, you not hurt. Trust me. You not hurting. <laughs> you're okay. You're, you're okay. $1,500. And that means you have $3,000 a month to do whatever you need to do with to live your life. I'm pretty sure if you have a decent budget, you can fit, find the way to live off of that. Pretty sure pretty sure you can figure it out. And that's because that $500 every two weeks goes towards your child. Now, let me break down what that looks like for a mother who makes about $60,000. Because remember, she makes $20,000 less than you. So that $500 is going to help her maintain her life. So here is my breakdown of What women are a lot of times what moms, if you are a solo or if you're co-parenting, what it looks like, how your life changes. Right. So women who get child support. Let's dispel one of the rumors, because the rumor is that women use child support to punish men into paying for lives that they can't afford. And that's not true. I'm not trying to punish you to pay for a life that I can't afford. I'm trying to maintain the life that I have. (laughs) But. That's another story. So let's say this same woman 
I had a one bedroom or I had a studio apartment before I had my child, but now I'm having a baby. I still make $60,000 a year. I want to get a bigger place. So now I go from paying $800 a month for my one bedroom to $1,000 a month for a two bedroom. Now this is not in particular to living in any particular state. So I don't know where people are. excuse me, I don't know where people are. I don't know how much you spend on your housing, but I'm just giving you an idea. Excuse me. Sorry, I got a call and my throat. So, um, eight, I went from paying $800 a month by myself to a thousand dollars a month for a two bedroom so that me and my child can live comfortably. So that's $200 in addition. So I just want you to write uh, matter of fact, if you have a sheet of paper on one side, write single on the other side, write family. <clears throat> Goodness gracious. And the family, it just means it could mean one child. It could be multiple children. It, it doesn't matter. On one side, put single other side, put family, because I want you to see just on a small scale, that was a big truck. <laughs> I want you to see on a small scale the way that financially somebody's life changes when they have a child. So my health care as a single person now has gone up because on the single side, write $300 for health care. On the family side, write $500. And this is, you know, maybe you're getting health care through your employer. Maybe you're getting it through some private um, insurance. I don't know, but I'm just giving you some estimates, right? Now your fuel costs. Some people don't have cars, but um, I've lived in the Midwest. I've lived in the Southwest. um, I've lived on the East Coast and I've had a car almost everywhere except when I briefly, when I first moved to the East Coast in New York, I did not have a car and I took the train. But nonetheless, let's say you have a car. So now I pay about $120 a month for fuel because I'm just going from a house to work and maybe occasionally driving to the mall or going somewhere. I'm a single person. Like, I'm not spending that much money on gas. I'm chilling out here. So single, I spend 120, but now I have a kid. So now my child has to go to daycare. My child needs to go to doctor's appointments. My child needs to go to a sitter. My child needs to go somewhere outside of my regular schmegula life. And now I'm paying $180 for fuel. So now my childcare costs, a single person, just write a big ass zero. Just let's just call it what it is. When I'm a single, when I was a single woman, I didn't have to pay for childcare. This is a real life cost for childcare in the Midwest. If you do not receive any type of assistance from the state to get a discount on your childcare, you can pay a thousand dollars a month for child care. So let's go ahead and put a thousand dollars on the family side and put a big zero on the single side when it comes to child care. Finally, um, last two food and incidental. So food will write food first as a single person. I can get away with spending $200 a month for food at the grocery store, right? Now I'm a family. I got to double that. Well, now we got 400 on the family side. And this is me being frugal franny. This is me clipping my coupons and me um, going to hit up every sale to get all the food I can on sale and making sure I go to the fresh food markets and I'm bargaining and negotiating prices. So, yeah, remember that 
Things change when you have a child. And finally, incidentals. As a single person, I only need 100 for incidentals and maybe 200 for family. Okay, so let's run down again. Housing, the first one, went from 800 to single, 1,000 to family. Healthcare went from 300 to single, 500 to family. Fuel went from 120 single to 180 um, family. Child care, big old zero for single, $1,000 a month for family. Food went from 200 to 400. Incidentals went from 100 to 200. Now, if you total that up, I'm just estimating, you'll see that as a single person, probably paying about $1,600 a month. Guess what? That's not too bad. Now, I'm not even putting in like your things like bills or cable, Internet, um, student loans. None of that. This is just you as a single person paying for everything because you don't get any type of discounts, any type of um, incentives or anything. This is just you as a single person. Now, as a family, even with one child. It doubled from 1600 to 3200 Now, let's say I don't get $1,000 a month for child support because I don't get $1,000 a month for child support. I don't know too many women who get $1,000 a month for child support. Let's say you get $600 a month for child support. What does that look like? $300 every two weeks for that non-custodial parent. $600 a month out of $3,200 still means that my expenses as a single person went up a thousand dollars. So the next time somebody wants to tell you that women are out here winning off of child support, go ahead, break down this, show them this and show them how we are not winning off of child support when we are out here taking care of our children on our own. And this is coming from a solo mom that I am not winning when I receive child support, um, it's not a come up. I just know how to take care of myself <laughs> and my son. And thank the thank God, you know, a lot of women have to get public assistance or food assistance and things like that in order to maintain a life. Thank God that I don't have to do that. Um, as for now, I don't have to rely on anything like that. And if I want to go back and jump right back into my job, it's still there. Or um, I can go find another job where I'm able to maintain my life and make sure my son is well taken care of. But there are a lot of women who don't have that luxury. And there are a lot of men who don't have that luxury. So when we receive child support, understand that the and honestly, it is because if you don't even come get your child, if you're not kicking in for clothes, because remember, I did not even include clothing in this in this list. I just included incidentals. Incidentals can mean my son son actually actually did this. He cut his hands on his second birthday and we had to go to urgent care and I had to get him because I cover his health care. I had to pay $75 for him to just be seen. Then another $200 for the procedure to, and they didn't even sew his hand up because it was such a small cut. I mean, it was bleeding a lot and it freaked me out, (laughs) but um, they just glued his hand back together, put a bandage on it, and he went around walking, looking around um, Edward Scissorhands for two days or for like a week or two. But that can, that's my incidental. That's that's my emergency fund. And thank God I learned how to budget because I wasn't getting child support, that I learned how to live my life within means so that when or if I got child support, I was winning.
I was winning. And to me, that is what is really important here is that women and men need to learn how to maintain their lives without child support in the event they're in a mandatory uh, situation, like a mandatory um a mandatory enforcement or someone who is financially hard, like in a financial hardship situation, they need to be able to maintain without child support. Um, and this is a real conversation I had with my mom's father, my grandfather. I say my mom's father, because <laughs> not that like, my father's father is giving me any advice today. Um, um, unfortunately, he passed. That's that's so random. Anyways, um, I had a conversation with my grandfather and he said I was crying and I was like, and I, I cried a lot. I'm super emotional. I was like, granddad, you know, it's you don't understand. Like, it is hard when I'm not getting child support and I really need help. And he was like, why was you looking at that as your income? And I'm just, listen, we don't have time to beat around the bush. Like they say, he said it to me just like that. Why were you looking at that? Like that was your income. And I was like, well, because I've got dependent on it. He was like, exactly. You were dependent on somebody who could not be dependable. And I was like, damn, you know what I'm saying? You didn't even have to be that honest with me, granddad. You could have just, you know, not been so honest. But he said you were dependent on somebody who was not dependable expecting them to come through in a situation that they have not been coming through for you before. So why? <laughs> why? And it really, it, it hit me very close to home. And I realized um, from the conversation, he went on to say, stop depending on child support. Have that money go into a separate account where you never, if you never see it, if you never touch that account, and then one day if you go looking at that account, it has money in it, then so be it. You are blessed. He was like, but if you go look in that account and for six months straight, there's not a single dollar in there, you still are able to live your life without that money. And when I tell you that was the best advice, it was so hard to deal with because I started getting child support for about six to nine months. It wasn't very long, but I started getting child support on a regular basis for about six months and then it stopped. It stopped before my son turned. It's, it stopped way before my son turned two. Um, but in that time that I was getting child support, I was like, yep, every two weeks I'm about to have this deposit in my account. I'm about to make sure my son goes to daycare because that's all. And that's all it was covering was a portion of his daycare. It didn't even cover all of his daycare. My, I was paying $1,300 a month for daycare at one point, and the child support wasn't even covering all of that. So everything else I still had to pay for by myself. But then when I had to pay for child care by myself and I wasn't getting child support, it started to hurt because I started getting comfortable like, oh, okay, well, this extra money is going here so I can spend my, my money in other places. I can make sure this is covered and I can pay for that and I can kick in this. And then when that money got stopped, I was like, shit, my account was low. <laughs> Dang, where did all that money go? And it was just that I was dependent on money that could not be dependable from somebody who I wasn't talking to, somebody who was not there. And they stopped for whatever reason. And then instead of me getting upset and I started getting upset and calling child support. And then I was like, for what? They don't care. They did not care. I started, they started asking me to pay them to get him 
my son's father, that child support was asking me to pay them to get him to pay me. And I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me get this straight. You want me to pay you $60 to file this paperwork so that he can pay me? Yeah. Wait a minute. You want me to pay you $80 so I can file this paperwork so that he can pay me? They were like, yeah. And I was like, well, how do I, I'm asking for money. So why am I paying you to get him to pay me? This doesn't seem like it makes sense. And they're like, well, that's our administrative fees. And he's not paying them. And somebody has to pay them. And all you can do is you can ask him to reimburse you. And I'm like, shit, if he ain't paying me, how the fuck I'm gonna get him to reimburse me? That don't even make sense. <laughs> but that's what it was. So I just look at these things. And it's not true. Like, And I'm not trying to bash a person. Understand this. I am not saying that he's a bad person. I'm saying he made a decision that works for him and I support it. That works for you. That is where you're at. I support you 100% because that is who you are. And I can only hope that one day it changes. But in that meantime, I still got to do what I got to do to be the most responsible mom that I can be. So I'm going to let that go. So before, again, before anybody can tell you that women are out here winning off of child support, pull this, pull this out, pull out this diagram and say, let me show you how this breaks down. So um, last thing I, I have, oh, literally, this is the last things that I want to talk about. So these are lies that both men and women believe when it comes to child support. Um, one of the lies is that all men should be put on child support if the relationship dissolves. Wrong. <laughs> wrong, 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 wrong. That wrong, wrong, wrong song. <laughs> no, I do not think that all men need to be put on child support or all women need to be put on child support if a relationship is not working. I had a conversation with my cousin who has a daughter and um, her and her daughter's father had an issue. They had a falling out. And people always try to throw, well, I'm gonna put you on child support as a, as a threat. It shouldn't be a threat. You should be taking care of your child in the first place. Right. But people put, use that, like, I'm gonna put you on child support and you know, we break up, you're going to go on child support. The child support is not for a failed relationship. Okay. Child support is because this person's not taking care of their child. There is for absent parents. They're for a neglectful parents or for people who are not around. That's what child support is for. It's not because you don't love me no more. You're not trying to be with me, your mom quay. Like, uh-uh, uh-uh. I'm put you on child support every day. Like, no, 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 no. Child support is for absent parents, not broken relationships, period. Um, The other thing was, that women, like, again, I said, women use child support as a come up. <laughs> We've already dispelled that. If you're a woman, you're taking care of your business, you're raising your children, it's not a come up. Now, are there instances where women who are manipulative and they're like, oh, I know that you make this much money. You're a good man. So now I'm going to try to get pregnant by you so that you have to financially take care of me. Yes. Are there men who um, get pregnant or get women pregnant with the intention of now you got a a child together. So you got to let me live with you. You got to make sure that my dreams um, live. Uh, Yeah, there are men who do that, too. There are a lot of manipulative people in the world. There are a lot of bad people in the world. But that stands to reason who you lay down with. Again, one of the reasons I do not 
I tell you the truth about my situation, but I'm not down talking my son's father because I laid down with that man. I chose to be with that person for more than 10 years. I allowed to have allowed that person to be in my life. So there was something broken in me at that time that I saw something whole or good in him. And I chose that. Now, that doesn't make me a bad person. It doesn't make him a terrible person. It means that he made a decision and we both have to live with it. I'm living with the choice of doing the right thing, raising my son, being here, being present and being someone who is speaking for and advocating for co-parenting relationships and building better communication and all those things. I'm somebody advocating for that versus the other side where somebody who is not. It's just the opposite side. It's just the other side. Not bad, not good, no, no indifferent. It just is what it is. So there are good and bad people in the world. It's just how it works out. So, yeah. Finally, uh, number three, there are, oh, yeah, I just said that. There are bad and dysfunctional people on both sides of child support. There are bad men. There are bad women. There are how many cases have you heard of men who, you know, wealthy men who get these great attorneys and they like literally destroy these women in court? They talk about their infidelity. They talk about how they've taken advantage of them, all these things and vice versa. Women who go in and they play victim because they're like, I need $50 million a year for a child support. No, you don't. For what? Your child don't need to drive a Lamborghini at two years old. No, you want a Lamborghini. You want this. But how about if it was something reasonable? You know what? How about you make a substantial amount of money? If you gave me $100,000 a year because you make a million, you pay me a hundred dollars or $200,000 a year, and now I can go back to school and better myself, or now I can open a, uh, a business and better myself, and we're effective co-parents, and we have a great relationship with one another for the sake of our children. Yeah. Hey, fantastic. Fantastic. Because now you are teaching your children great communication skills. You are making your ex a better person. And I'm a firm believer when I want my son's father to win, I want him to make as much money as humanly possible. Not because I'm going to take him back to court for child support. No, those days are gone. I'm saying I want him to win because if he wins, ultimately my son wins. Because eventually he, we have a child support order. He got to pay eventually. So I just look at it like, I want you to win. I want you to be massively successful. I want you to, you know, go out and live your dreams and live your best life ever. Whether you are here or not, I want you, I want the best for you. Because when you got the best, then eventually it's going to trickle down. I believe that. And you have to believe that. You got to have a positive mindset when it comes to dealing with child support. Because it is a dark and scary place. It is a terrible system. And this is coming from a woman who's gone through it. I hate the child support system in America. It is trash, 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 trash. Um, and that leads me to my final point. The child support needs a major overhaul. It, that is a double, double fact. Child support system, in my opinion, does not benefit children the way that it could, right? It could benefit children because it could provide realistic things. If you see that a mother's making substantially less and a father who makes a, a bit more, then yeah, men say, I, I want to make sure all my money goes to child care. Fantastic. You, all your money will go towards daycare every month. It has to be paid because I'll tell you this much. My son's tuition comes out of my checking account every single week automatically on time that that check is clearing every week and I got to make sure the money's there 
So guess what? You want your money to go to, to child care? Fantastic. Go there. You want your money to go to clothes? Fantastic. It'll go there. My son does not wear name brands. If you see my son in name brands, it's because somebody else bought it for him. I promise you that much. Promise you that much. Anytime you see a picture of my son, anytime you see a video clip or anything of my child, I assure you none of his clothes are name brand. They are Oshkosh. They are well. Those it's a name brand of sorts, but you won't see Nike, uh, Polo, um, Jordan. You won't see none of those name brands because none of those people put money in my pocket. So until Puma starts supporting me or Nike starts supporting me, I, my son can't wear it. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. But in the meantime, as a solo parent, I have to do things that are most cost effective. But I want my son to look fantastic. I want my son to look terribly handsome. Every time he walks out and I want people because he's a reflection of me. So I want people to say like, oh, she takes care of her son. Oh, you know, she takes care of herself. Oh, you know, somebody asked me like, oh, you must have child support checks rolling in. And I was like, nope. But I- even if I did like shit, I can't win on my own. Like I can't win. I can't be out here looking nice. I think the the misconception is that if you are a, somehow a solo or co-parent that you need to look bad or you need to live in low-income housing or you need to live a certain way or look a certain way but the reality of the situation is I'm winning with or without child support again it is in addition to me being able to take care of my son's life on his own so I think that child support needs to be overhauled because it there's a lot of greed involved in the system because remember that there are fees associated <laughs> with everything so whoever is the non-custodial parent does have to pay fees as well as the custodial parent I can't tell you how many fees I've had to pay to get my child support um, order together it was a lot and it was hard it was really it was hard because it was emotionally draining. It was mentally draining going to court, wanting support. I had nobody in my corner. I was going through this shit by myself. And it's, it is shit. I was going through this by myself, post having a baby, not having anyone there living on my own. It was a struggle bus and it was hard. And nobody is there. There was no counseling. There was no emotional support. There was nobody there to kind of walk you through it. It is a very cold system. Even the office where we filed, where I filed, it was, there's no windows. The people are never there. They're never friendly. They're very matter of fact, straight to the chase. And it's, it's a very cold process. And I don't want anybody to go through that. So I think that the one of the things is take away the judgment, take away the inability to be successful as a person. I think it needs to be more about um, building a cohesive relationship between two people. And then in that process of building that cohesive relationship, there needs to be the foundation of, okay, look, y'all got to take care of these kids. So this is what you need to do. This is what you need to do and take away whatever is the issues between each other. But there needs to be some counseling. There needs to be some mediation. There needs to be some communication that is required. And a lot of times if that happens, I guarantee you there's going to be more success between the two people if they can just come together. Tell me what you need. What do you need in order to raise your child? And not no outlandish shit. Come on. Ladies, fellas, quit saying, well, my son need to wear J's. 
does he need to have something on the outside of his body? Does he need something good on the inside of his body? Because before my son puts J's on his feet, I need him to know how to read. I need him to know how to write in cursive. I need him to know how to add. I need him to know how to speak another language. Before my son is looking fresh to life, I need him to have an education in his head. So my son looks adorable all the time, but he's also extremely smart, very articulate. We have, he can tell you, I don't like this, or I do like this. He is very, he's loved by everybody he comes encounter with because I pour so much love into him. So we need to focus on what we are putting into our children before what we put on our children. And that needs to be the premise of child support. Like, Worry about what your children are getting. Are they getting a healthy diet? Do they live in a good neighborhood? Do they live? Do they have a bed? Like, can we start there? Do they have a bed to sleep in? <laughs> do they? Do they have clean socks? Do they get a haircut? Do, are these little boys getting haircuts on a regular basis? Are these little girls, do they have access to having their hair done on a regular basis? Do they feel pretty? Do they like themselves? Do they like their situation? You know, look at those things like let's start there and taking care of the bare necessities for our children to give them a better start than what we've had. And I'll tell my son all the time, like, man, if I ever came back, I want to come back as you because you got the life I want to <laughs> I wanted to have as a child, son. Like you get to travel, you go to all these places, you got, you know, the food you like. I mean, life is good for you, kid. So <laughs> That's what it is. So anyways, again, I just want to remind everybody that I am not an expert in child support. These are all based on my own experience. So one, this is not an episode meant to provide any type of advice about filing or not filing for child support. You need to do what is best for you and whatever is best for your situation. Um, if your co-parent is not actively participating, I would I would implore you to continue to try to build that relationship. But if you feel that now it's not a good time, then again, you have to do what's best for you. Um, and people still have an obligation to take care of their financial responsibilities, period. That's just what it is. Um, second... This episode is not meant to provide any type of legal advice or counseling. I am not a counselor and I'm not a legal representative in any capacity. These are my thoughts. Parade. Okay. Finally, third, I am no way an expert legal rep or child support specialist. And I've only learned from my experience and knowledge that I've gained about my situation. So yeah, I talked about a lot of personal things. Um, a lot of things that, you know, is a very, I'm very vulnerable. I'm very um, open because I know that there are mothers, there are fathers who have gone through this and it's not fun. <laughs> it is not fun to say the least. So yeah, that is my story. I'm sticking to it. And I, you know, hope you've learned something. I hope this has been beneficial. If you have any questions or concerns, I'm actually going to post um, a recap of this or kind of a blurb of this on my website, www.singlemomstuff.blog. Um, and I will post a link to this podcast specifically so people can come out and check it out. Um, also, you can follow me on Instagram, A B underscore writes all W R I T E S A L L at Instagram. Um, 
yeah, check me out, follow me. And I, now I have a Patreon page. Solo mom in it. Yay. So if you're looking for a way to help me to continue to do this, follow my Patreon page. It's um, solo mom in it um, slash Patreon. I actually post some more information of it on Instagram and on my blog site so that you can know where to go, how to join and help me make solo mom in it a success. So yeah, it's not just for the podcast, it's for the blog and for me to continue to make these things for you to make things that are helpful. Tell me what you think. I as always I love you for being here. I love you for supporting. And yeah, just I appreciate you guys tell me what you thought of this episode if this was helpful, or if you want to hear more things like this. As always, this is Brie for solo mom in it. Peace.